continuing no. on no. our what i you said no it. i can't believe it you asked me a question i answered listen <laughs> believe it uh i went to gatlinburg tennessee over the weekend and i did not know that it was like the ripley's believe it or not capital and my friend and i sort of decided that we appreciated they at least gave us the chance to believe it or not so i'm going to extend you that same courtesy but here we are nonetheless episode 190 we've been talking about oh my god we've been going first, back first, to basics first gem of the show first yeah, gem of the, the show many more to come i i have no doubt <laughs> we uh stephanie what <laughs> this is a family program leslie's not on it anymore so we don't that kind of language that's right uh so we, we've been talking the past few weeks since the new year started about some more like getting back to basics. Last week, we were discussing how to find your first clients, how to get clients and leads. And today we have our uh, David Blackman, our master salesman, our salesman extraordinaire. No sound effect? No hold sound on, effect? Hold on. Oh, wait, that's the wrong oh, one. Oh, you laughed at yourself. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> you laughed at yourself. Okay. Oh, fail. Anyway. He's real good at sales. He's working on his ecam skills. Anyway, we're going to talk am, about how to I'm close like... the deal. Ugh. David, do you want to tell the people who you are and what this craziness is all about <laughs> that you're doing right now? Hey, everybody. My name is David Blackman, a.k.a. the Digital Buddha, as you can oh tell. Oh if you haven't God. heard it, you hear it here first. Divi Chat, Digital Buddha. Oh. <laughs> we go on it's with not it. getting better, is it? Buddha. <laughs> Anybody messages trying to rub your belly? I don't even know. <laughs> um, Co-founder, CEO, Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, uh, Divi Gear, WP Gears, and just launched today. What? You've heard it here first. Let's get dot live, which is live streaming platform for professionals and stuff so go check it out subscribe to cool. the youtube channel we had a pretty awesome launch party today so that's who i am how 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 did we not hear about this beforehand um, i wasn't because invited I've been to the party so busy i wasn't even invited to the launch party i have been Thought like we were friends yeah i just i hadn't sent it out to anybody but um if you do uh -huh. You know, let's get dot live. You'll go see the couple of the videos that we created and stuff. It's pretty awesome. So, um, right. oh, Sarah, Siri just told me she didn't get that, so she needs uh -huh. some more. So, Siri didn't get invited either. People, I don't feel so let bad. These other Sarah coming at us from the new house. Welcome back. Oh, that's the new house. Few weeks. Oh. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from in Jewel Web Studios. Uh, yes, the, it, there's a little bit of chaos going on. I had to actually move my monitor because when I first started today, this is what my monitor <laughs> was looking at. Because I mean, I've got boxes in the background too, but that's just if I just like move it around, it won't look quite so bad. Uh, so yeah, we are kind of 90% unpacked at the new house and this probably won't stay in my office. I'll probably be moving into another one. So we're still in a little bit of, you know, mixed land here uh but you can catch me in jewel.com.au or in jewel web on the socials it's good to be back i'm sorry i haven't been around it has been a bit insane trying to move a house and sell a house and all of the things and the kids are back at school this week so hopefully some normality is here for the next 10 weeks yeah. we'll see well, hopefully not with me in the house normality has well, left the building <laughs> yeah. well that's true when the digital music. buddha is here when yeah. the digital buddha lands <laughs> yeah I thought he was about Zen. You bring chaos. <laughs> All hey, right, it's, Mr. It's Mike. Peaceful chaos. Peaceful chaos. Mm, okay, good. <laughs> 
Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing great. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> That's the class. Yes, there he is. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Devitt, and I'm uh, broadcasting live from Harriet's from Kent in the dead of winter here in the UK. I run a web design SEO. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, God. And WordPress makes <laughs> business. Helping others grow their businesses. <laughs> I should have hit you it right there. Me. I was premature, Mike. I'm sorry. I was premature. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't do this. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on webdesignpro.co, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Awesome. And my name is Stephanie Hudson. I am here repping Focus WP, where we help agencies and solopreneurs and freelancers scale their business and grow and make more money by offering lots of white label services. We keep adding on new ones all the time. We do website WordPress maintenance, WordPress development, and WordPress copywriting now, or any kind of copywriting. It doesn't have to be on WordPress. Anyway, you can check us out. At- <laughs> You're going to work on that timing. Damn, I thought awesome. you were done. I was waiting. Yeah, I, know. I, was, I, was <laughs> I know you were poised over the button. I was. Uh, I was. You can find us and you can find more information on focuswp.co or come hang out in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. Boom. Now, boom. Boy, that was a slog um, getting through those. Spring <laughs> break, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, hey. David at spring Man. break. DJ David. Okay. It, is, it is DJ David on spring break. Hey. <laughs> Don't make me start oh. playing background music. I'm just going to say. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, I yeah, I, 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 I like got new glasses. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> this whole Hello. digital Buddha vibe is really strong. Right <laughs> Actually, now. Yeah. I got contacts and I'm able to. You've never wear... worn glasses so much as since you got contacts. I know, right? Because now I got like every color. I went and got the Apple watch bands with all the colors that match the glasses. And I just took the frames and I just, I popped them out because I thought there's no reflection. I want to, I just, I I like to have fun. I like to, I think it's kind of cool and hip. Is there no glass in those glasses? There's no glass. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to beat the reflection problem though. The reflection. Which I'm having right now. I've got to work Mm -hmm. this thing out next week. Well, Sarah, here's what you do. You get you some contacts and pop the lenses out and you can be cool. I mean, I was going to go like this, which I haven't been like this in years. No, cover it up. Cover it up. So, but I decided uh, it's been a few weeks since I've been on Divi chat and the digital Buddha needed to come back into the house representing Digital so. Buddha, and he's wearing his rosary beads. I'm so confused by your face. It's right not now. rosary. <laughs> These are called mala beads, and they're actually oh. from India, and they were a gift for from yeah from a friend. So, yeah. How nice! I love it. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> I got Stephanie so We've screwed up. You. She does. We've she missed doesn't you, David. Know what's going it's on. Always we could do this for another 45 yeah. minutes, couldn't we? I know we could. Yeah, I, that's what I'm afraid of. So today we are going to talk about how to close 
the deal. So we talked a lot last week. Mike, catch us up about some of the tips we talked about last week. You were here with me. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. I know. I, I, that's that's asking a lot. That's asking no, a lot. You know. Some of the tips we talked about last week. What did we talk about last week? <laughs> we talked about how to land website clients, remember? Oh, we talked yes, about some of the yes. places where we could look for clients, networking yep. with family and friends, reaching yep. out on social media doing email marketing, uh, setting up funnels on your website, all these things. That's episode 189-er in the, on the website, on divi.chat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this, this, this topic we're talking about tonight is probably the hardest one of all the topics we've covered in 2021 so far. Really? Um, oh, yeah. I, I, without a doubt. I, I think closing the, closing the deal is the, is the hardest thing to do. So, so we've stirred up some interest. We've got someone asking you some questions and they're interested. They think they need a website. Uh, they know they need a website probably. That's one thing that everybody knows. They, they pretty much know they either need to improve their website or they need to get one in the first place. That's the, that's the easiest bit to overcome. Now they found you as a website provider, a developer, a designer, whichever you call yourself. And now you're in a conversation What's step number one, David? I know you're just messing with the people in the chat now. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm just saying hey. I haven't said hey, and you know I've changed my name <laughs> on the chat, so you know. Oh, that's right. Digital Buddha. Just in case you, you know, <laughs> was wondering. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm serious. Y'all think I'm joking, but no, we do uh, not. It's no, been a not. it's been it's so been funny. a journey, and I've I've. Here, here's the thing that I'm going to share with you. I've only got 30 minutes and then I have to go because I have a barber. Believe it or not, a barber appointment. What? Uh, Who books yeah. a barber appointment during their podcast? I didn't. What? It was it was a reschedule because my 14 year old son now came to live with me, which is a whole nother story. And we had to move quick and pivot and all kinds of stuff. So um, I'm very good at sales and closing the sale. Um, no, you are. That's why I made I wanted, you come on, even though you couldn't be here for a half hour. I know she wanted me to come and I, I knew I had inadvertently scheduled a barber appointment in this time. Um, I but I wanted to jump on and share some of that knowledge and stuff because it is really important. Sales is something that's not been terribly difficult for me. And I don't think it's because I mastered some magical trick or I read some book that gave me a line that was going to help me close the sale. Um, I think I've just always been a pretty decent communicator with people. And I think just can helping them understand the value of what I can bring to them um, makes it like a no brainer for them. They're like, Oh, well, I need to hire this person because they know what they're doing. Um, so that's the long and short of it. And we can go however you want to go on this thing, but I wanted to jump in here and share as much as I can for, you know, 30 minutes to try to help the audience and stuff out. So, um, but you'll have to come back because the digital Buddha has the other story on how all this came to be, which is pretty awesome. Or, or go to my YouTube channel and subscribe because I'll start the, posting there. Is that digitalbuddha.com? Is that where you're at? Well, right now it's digital Buddha life, Stephanie, digital Buddha.life, mm. you know, digital Buddha.com is for sale for like three grand. It's never even been a developed. That's and not even what? that bad. And guess what? My initials huh. are DB. I was meant to be oh. a digital Buddha. 
Hey. <laughs> Look at Mike. Mike is like, Mike, it has been a long day. Mike's I don't like, even know what's What the happening. hell am I doing up this late with these clowns on Disney <laughs> Chat tonight? <laughs> so, Sarah, would you consider yourself good at sales? I'm just gonna keep plowing uh, through. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think. Um, I think sales has been one of those things that I've been consistently told my whole life that I should be doing. Mm, um, it's not something I particularly would be interested in because I really only like selling things I believe in, and I mm-hmm. think that's actually one of the keys to it. So it's one of those things. I think certain people have certain personalities. I know David has that personality. I think I have that personality where you try something and you get so excited about it that you want to tell everybody about it, yeah, and right. the way that you tell everybody is really enthusiastic and often I find that when I've tried something and I get really excited Mm -hmm. and I tell people about it they often try it so I think growing up that's been just part of my personality not about you know actually selling things for my own profit but when I get excited I just want to share that with other people Um, and I think that gives me practice and I think it's one of those things where well, I think it's twofold, right? I think some of it is practice. Some of it is just about um, practicing telling people and explaining to people why something would be a really good idea for them to invest their time, effort, money, uh, whatever into. Right. But then the other thing is about believing in it yourself. I think if you don't believe in it, like if you feel like the price you're going to put forward, you feel like it's not worth that. Or if what you're offering them, you think really they should go with someone more experienced than me. Like, I think that's the hard bit when you're starting because you don't really believe in yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of, it's that whole pretender thing, um, imposter syndrome where you come in and you feel like, oh, I don't know if that, and I started there too, right? With web stuff, because I started with not much skill. I was still learning. The way I personally got around it was I offered heavy discounts for the fact that I didn't have a portfolio, they were going to come on my portfolio and that helped me believe in it more because I felt like, well, they're getting it cheaper. I get to learn what I'm doing and therefore I felt like I believed it. But I think if you don't believe it yourself, like one of the jobs before you go to the sales meeting, um, and I will say you have to have a sales meeting, like don't try and do it all on email. If you try and do it all on email, like I'm the first one to say I hate phones. do not like talking on the phone. But equally, if you don't meet with them in person or at least do a Zoom, you're not going to have a chance of the sale unless someone else recommended you and therefore whatever. But I think there's that thing of taking some time before the meeting to think through what do you actually think they need? Like not just what are you trying to get out of it, but what do they need that you can provide for them? Because if you go into the meeting saying, I think you need this particular website because this is going to benefit your business and I can provide that particular thing for you. You're going to believe in it. You're going to go in wholeheartedly saying, I can give you what you need. This is the price that I can offer. Um, And if you feel like it is worth that price, you're going to go in feeling confident. I think confidence is probably 80% of it and knowing your stuff. If you know your stuff and you go in confident, then you can confidently kind of go in and say, this is what you need. I can provide it. This is the price that I can offer it at. And when you can kind of present it in that way and walk away, then often I find clients find that really, really appealing. Um, And so I would say I win 90% of my meetings. Like when I meet with someone, I will win say 90% of it. Um, And I think the reason is 
I go in really confident and I walk away saying, well, if they don't want to pay that price for what I'm offering, I feel like what I've put forward is really fair. And if they don't want that, then I'm not the right person and they're going to be that nightmare client that I don't want to work with. And I get that you don't get to choose that in the beginning. And I started really not confident and I looked a little bit desperate and it was much harder in those days. So this yeah, is one all of those things, things over are, time. They yeah, are easier said there. than done. But absolutely, yeah, but you're, you're but not alone. About you're believing yeah. yourself. If you don't believe it, they won't believe you. <laughs> right. Well, a they lot won't. of people have they insecurity won't. too. So before we dive into a lot of good tips, let's talk about some horror stories. Who's had bad sales experience? Like something that you did wrong or somebody that tried to sell you that was a nightmare. Anybody have one? It's probably the folks down there are going to answer that one. <laughs> well, I think um, you get it on the phone, don't you? You get it on. In fact, uh, people on the phone that are doing cold calling, they'll they'll phone you yeah, up. For sure. You'll get, yeah. you know, and straight away, um, they'll ask you if you're a web designer and you say, I'm a web designer. And you think, oh, this could be potentially be a client. This happens quite frequently now and and then literally within the next 20 seconds you're still talking they're starting to talking and then they're introducing the fact that they're not a client and they're trying to sell you something and um and it really depends on um what it is that they're that they're selling anyway because whether you're interested or not but actually that hook that that first 30 seconds of a cold call which we never do i, I don't think i've ever cold no. called any anyone um, and I don't think it's, um, um, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but I think that at the same time, um, it really depends on, on where you're at with your business. You might decide to cold call someone based on the fact that you visited their website and you can think there's something you could do for them. And you might have sent them, you say, oh, look, I'm going to send you an email with some recommendations, take it or leave it type question scenario and you've probably you know. just got to accept that the the hit rate of success there is going to be so much lower yeah, but low. if you're willing to span a long way and go to a lot of people it might be enough to get you going so yeah, like lot. just don't expect that if you don't have the groundwork before you go into that meeting slash email slash phone call the hit rate's going to be much lower yeah. so just accept yeah. that going in it's you know, a lot of the sales experts say sales is a numbers game, you know, and if you put enough stuff out there, you're going to get a certain return and cold calling is something where you better definitely have some extremely thick skin and not be a yeah. person that gets affected by rejection because or swear words, because people already have their walls up when you walk into their business, their home out of the blue, they yeah. don't know you their, their walls go really, really high and yeah. you're instantly at a disadvantage. So if you don't know how to bring those walls down to help those, to help somebody feel comfortable enough with you pretty quickly, then you're probably going to struggle. Does that mean that you shouldn't do it or you, you can't do it? Absolutely not. You can, no. um, yeah, but there's you, lots of ways you can practice doing that. We've got to remember what our pal Tim always says, who do people yeah. buy from? They buy from people that they know, like, people and trust. They know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, if you, say, if you, say don't, you wanted to, well, but they don't have. You don't to, you know don't somebody. To, you don't have to get yeah. to the state of where they like, know, and trust you for them to buy from you. If you are, you know, because I have sold many, many websites where businesses didn't know who I was. You know, I went but into rooms and had presentations. they heard about you from someone else? Well, I'm going to share my very first that got me into Sorry, web. I'm getting web, dings. 
web presence was, uh, you know, I had to present it to a board of like 30 people and they all 30 of them had to say yes. And I had no idea. I had not even, I had just built my first website and I went in and I gave them a presentation. They didn't know me from Squadoosh. I didn't have uh, a portfolio or a gallery of, you know, um, this is the work I've done. This is, you know, what I can do for you. You didn't even have matching glasses to your I Apple did, watch. I didn't have matching <laughs> glasses. And I actually, you know, I, I was just honest. I'm, I'm, I find that authenticity, transparency will work wonders. So yeah. I, I told him the truth. I just built one website. You know, I'm a tech person. I have this background. I am technical. And I do think that I can help you. And this is what I produced in the last two weeks because I had built a friend of mine a website for free. And then I went in and showed it to them. And everybody in there said, hey, I, I vote to hire this guy right now. We'll pay you $3,500 to build us a website. And I thought, and then they all went around the room and they just, dun, dun, dun. yes, yes, yes. So they, they didn't know me. you, David, but they liked you. And they you liked built me. trust in that presentation. So see, yeah, those things yeah. do kind of come yeah. in. That's what I was going to say. Like if, right. if you, do, if you don't know somebody right up front, right. then you have to find a way to make yeah. them feel like they know you comfortable, to make yeah. them give them reason to yeah. trust you, make people comfortable. If you, and like, I know David and I for sure are the kind of people that if we are out in public, anywhere as if we could right now but if right anybody (laughs) that we're standing next to sitting next to i had a boyfriend one time that could not understand how i would come out of the ladies room every time with a new best friend like just because it was always be people in there i would just start (laughs) conversations and he'd be like what i'd be we'd be changing numbers or something like that (laughs) nothing weird anyway so you can make people feel like they know you in a short period of time. But I do think that like cold calling and those kind of things are more suited to certain personality types. Again, you can learn it because there are certain techniques that can be done. I hang up on cold calls at least (laughs) once a day, if not three times a day. Like I will listen through the first 30 seconds to hear where they're from. And that's about it. Like I just don't have time for it. You cut them dead. Do you? Yeah, like the amount of times I get a call that says we're from an like a web building company, and I'm like, no well, way. No, they're you're, you're really, you know, your car warranty's worn out. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> uh, just constant. Like I'm. You want a free vacation? You want a free vacation if you just listen to this thing? Yeah. yeah. I just but think Nancy- calling like it's not the answer. If you, I get that some people don't have any other option, but like. If I didn't have a portfolio or I didn't have referrals or any of that kind of thing and I was starting fresh, brand new again, I'll tell you what I would do. I would go places. I would go into the cafe and I'd have coffees at a place every day for a week. And then Listen I might Sarah bragging about going out in public because she lives in Australia. Okay, okay, okay. Like say not COVID, too. right? But I would, or like, I don't know. I would deliberately try and actually be places instead of expecting to call someone and them like you over the phone. I, I just I actually don't think, think, I don't I think, think it's a our industry, resort. like the kind of things that we do marketing and things I find it's with the exception of like people who do SEO some somehow, but like, I think 
for the most part, isn't the new cold calling like LinkedIn messaging and Facebook, like people just cold message you instead of cold call yeah. you, which I also think has a low rate, but it must work for somebody because they don't if stop If you have doing a portfolio, it. I think it can work. So it's one of those things. I don't know what you guys have been talking about for the last few weeks, but if you have a portfolio and even if you have to make one of fake websites, like do it, start with three fake websites, one a hairdresser, one a like food place, one well, probably a things business. that would be in the niche that you want. Yeah, exactly. Just make up some fake websites, have a portfolio. And then if you have to cold call, do it through LinkedIn and say, Hey, I'm just reaching out to a few businesses. I think I could fit really well. These are some websites I've built. It doesn't matter if they're fake, as long as they can see that you've got skill. I think you need that to back you up. If you've never met them, they need to know that you're not just full of it. They need to be able to see something that's grounded that goes, okay, great. is a good thing and, to have. And LinkedIn, they can do it in their own time. So yeah. the difference between that and cold calling, if someone cold calls you, you are in that moment of like, am I going to talk to them? Do I really want to? No, I don't. But if it's LinkedIn and it comes through, or if it's email, although I email, I think it has less of a hit rate. Um, if it's in LinkedIn and you see the message, if you make it really friendly, really approachable, not too long, they have the opportunity to click on that link if they want to. And if they like what they see, they might be more open to a chat with you. So I think, you know, definitely I would go LinkedIn before I would cold call anybody ever. So <clears throat> these are more, those are almost more like legion things. I'm sort of thinking yeah, yeah. like, let's move away from that a little bit. We talked about that a little bit more last week. And I know you weren't here or whatever, but like, yeah. And that is a, that is a sales technique, but let's talk like, well, we've got someone in timing them. It is, but let's say we've got somebody in front of us. Let's say we've yep. made a connection. Someone has sent you an inquiry on your website. Someone has referred something, someone to you. You've gotten an email introduction, things like that. Like, even if it's for a small, like maybe it's not, you know, a million dollar project, but maybe someone says like, oh, I heard a friend of mine needs a website. Can I send you their email? And they do. So now what? That's the sort of situation I want to say, like, that's what we need to sort of help people with today. Yeah, that's when your process comes in. You need to have a, 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 a sales process in your business. And uh, I've tried a number of different things over the years to um, take a, a, a client from through right through their journey. But the sales process is, 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 the, mo is the trickiest part because uh, at the beginning, I traveled to visit every single client. And every single client I traveled to meet and sat down with them and had a two hour conversation with them, um, writing down absolutely everything I could, learning about their business. As soon as I came home, I'd sit there and write a quote for them. And then I, I realized in the early stages, I hadn't had a conversation about money with them. So you have to put money on the table. It's the most uncomfortable um, part of the negotiation process. People don't like to talk about money, um, but they do want to talk about money when they tell you that actually their budget's 500 and you're thinking a thousand. And so you might then spend an awful lot of time talking to them about their business and going through it all with them. But you actually need to have that money conversation earlier in the piece. So if you do decide that you're going to go and see a client, it's actually better to go and see the client knowing that you're going, you're, you're not going to have a, a difficult moment when you mention the price 
and yeah. they say, oh, yeah. I wasn't thinking of, of spending that much. It's a really easy thing to get wrong because you're so enthusiastic. You've had this lead, this lead's turned up and you're, yeah. you start to talk to them about their business. You think, oh, I could work with this person. They sound great, really good. You get all this enthusiasm. They're ready um, to go. <laughs> yeah. And then you haven't talked about money. Yeah. So it is really, really important part. And what we started to do is we started to create a um, an actual conditional form that we would use when anybody called us so that it kind of took the, so that initial conversation we could um, really work out whether this person um, had a lot of people in uh, that I've come across in this country when you start to mention money they say um, well um, I haven't really thought about a budget and so you'll then start to play this sort of poker game as to you know, whether you're, so then you say, well, I'll, I'll draw you to, did you look at our website? Did you look at the prices on our website? And, uh, and they say, oh, no, I haven't done that. I just found you on Google and I clicked and, uh, and I just went straight to your telephone number. So sometimes that also happens. So you've got to put money. Yeah. I think, I think Mike brings up some really, really good points. Um, matter of fact, they're so good. Oops. I was going to play him a song, but I won't. I hit the wrong button. Again. I got to get used to this stuff. Um, you have got to practice. David. I got to. Pr well, there's, you know, it's so. There's I want so one much of those tech though. right here. It is fun. It is fun. Um, you know, I want one. You know, money is very hard for most people to talk about, whether it's sales on the receiving or giving end. It's difficult. And I think Mike. Well, people don't want to say they've got a big budget if they could get yeah. it cheaper. Yeah. Like well, I think they're scared of if they do have a thing, like say they're thinking, I'm happy to spend seven thousand, but they don't want to say it because maybe you were only going to charge them three and now yeah. you'll charge them seven. Well, I think for us and for me, kind of what Mike was alluding to is very important. I start every conversation with any potential client with we don't build anything for less than X. I don't care yeah. if it's a one page design or what we don't, you know, so it, it sets the bar immediately because a lot yeah. of those people, you've got to weed out the tire kickers or whatever you want to call the people that are, you know, trying to just get information and cause your time's valuable. And if you don't have a process, like Mike said, and you don't nail that down where you go in you know, Hey, I want to help you. I'm glad you're here. You know, here are some things you need to know about my company. First of all, we don't build any website for less than X and let them respond, you know, yeah. um, because you're going to, you don't want to waste your time with them. If they don't blink and they say, okay, no problem. Then go on with the presentation, but you're right. You'll spend a lot of wasted time and energy excited about a lead when, you know, they have, and it might the, fizzle. They don't have the budget yeah. to actually. Another thing I do, do is services. explain explain to them when we're having the conversation. If I ask them about their budget, and they give you the sort of like non answer or I'm not sure or we blah 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 whatever, I will say like I'm not trying to get the most money possible out of you. Uh, I'm trying to figure out 
how to match your needs and to get you the most for your budget. So you could say like my, uh, and a lot of times I'll say like my folks are real estate agents. If they want to help somebody find a house, they have to know what their budget is so that they can get them in the right house. If you need me to build you a shack or you need me to build you a mansion, I can do it. I just need to know where we're at. So when we establish your needs and when we establish your budget, we can match the two up. So I, I try to do that a little bit. It doesn't always work. It still doesn't necessarily help people get there, but sometimes that does sort of ease their concerns and to help them to understand your methodology for asking for a budget. And it's not just trying to find out how much you're going to be able to get out of them. That's a really good point. (laughs) On King Horns. That's a really good point. Um, Because you probably, when you worked out your costs for uh, your packages, you would have worked out roughly what, how long it takes to do each part of the website build. So you might say to somebody, well, actually we could do that for you, um, but you would have to lose. So if you wanted to spend, say your package was 1500 and somebody said, I've only got 1200, 11, 1200. So, well, we could do that for you. And perhaps you, you buy this other part further down the line and we'll take a few bits off. Is it out? Yeah. Phases, yeah. yeah. Mike, I'm going to need you to raise your rates too, by the way, buddy. You keep saying it's right making now, me uncomfortable. Keep telling me that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right Kylie keeps telling me that. I think some exactly. of this is, um, even though it doesn't sound like it's all a part of sales, it almost sounds like anti sales. I think what it's doing is you're priming the sale. So mm-hmm. if you're going to spend your time meeting with someone, whether that's on Zoom or whether that's in person, Um, you need to know that it's worth your while. And I think that's where I say, like, I'm going to convert 80 to 90% of the people I meet with because I've done this work beforehand. So I don't meet with everybody. Like I meet with the people that have had this discussion. And I reckon in a five to 15 minute conversation on the phone, you can figure this stuff out. So you're figuring out, do they have the budget for what you do? Like for me, if someone comes along and says, I've got a thousand dollars to spend, I say, well, I'm not the right fit for you but someone else is. And so already I've just weeded them out, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. that's good for them. It's good for me. But in the process, I can have a discussion with them because occasionally if someone says, I've only got a thousand dollars and I say, well, we're not the right fit for you. Like we start at 5,000. If you would like to, like, that's how much a five page website is going to cost you with us mm-hmm. because we custom design. But if you're, yes, you hear that, Mike. I just, hear that, Mike? I just learned, Sarah, I did. here it is. I, I have a thousand dollar budget, thousand a page. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got your, I got your five page website. Thousand yeah, a no page. Well, I, like I think that. it's an important like conversation, right? Because what you can say to people is what you might learn through that is, oh, they don't only have a thousand. They just thought it was only worth a thousand. And so then you can have the discussion. Well, you could build a templated website for a thousand dollars and that's totally fine. Or you can have a custom design website and pay more for that. And sometimes I find (laughs) that will actually do the sales for me where Mm -hmm. they suddenly go, oh, I just didn't realize it was worth that much. Actually, I would like to go with you for that and I'm willing to pay them more. And that happens in that early discussion because it's that thing of they just didn't want to say 5,000 because they didn't want to get ripped off. Their budget magically increases. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, but also equally what it will do is it will get rid of the people who really only have a thousand they're going to be a horrible client to work with. And then you can send, like I regularly get to know different people who are starting out in the industry and their prices are lower. And I'll often say to people, Hey, I've got this person. You might want to get in contact with them. They're newer in the industry. 
I think that they're doing good work, but because they're newer, their prices are lower. Why don't you get in touch with them? And then I can refer them on. They have a good experience with me. And then maybe when they're talking to somebody else who needs a website and has more money, they'll be like, oh, I talked to this girl. Actually, she's more expensive, but she might be really good for you. So in some ways, you may be doing sales for a future um, job. Because I think for me, referrals is the best thing you can ever do. Whether that's having a really kick-ass portfolio or whether it is being nice to everybody, you don't have to like do stuff for free for them, but being nice to people often means that then someone else will end up coming back around to you because they talk well mm-hmm. about you. Right. Uh, our buddy David has to go, sales. you guys. I feel like he's going to play himself out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't have an outro? Okay. you didn't have an outro? Lined I do. Up, I do. I'll go ahead and play it for you. you. Here's okay, my favorite thanks. excitement sound. <laughs> I love that one. Hold That's on, your no. favorite one. Here, here, here we go. Y'all ready? Oh, I don't yep. Digital Buddha says he'll be back next week on Divi Chat. Y'all come. We got lots of good things coming, including all of this awesomeness. Peace out, everybody. Love y'all. Sorry I have to leave today, but I am going. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Oh, the, that guy is so funny. Yeah. Mike's going to meditate now. Uh, so... <laughs> Any, I think my, <laughs> he just derailed me so much today. He doesn't usually phase me like this. He keeps throwing me off. My, uh, my favorite sales tip right now is to sell by helping. Stop yeah. trying to make a sale and start figuring out what you can do to help that person achieve their goals. Yeah, People can see right through you. Every time you go to uh, a store or like the hair salon or someplace where there's extra products, if you ever go get a massage or something like that, and then they're always like, hey, and we have this massage oil and oh, hey, you should have this product for your hair. And did you want to buy any products today? Do you need this? And do you not? It's just like, you can tell they just need the commission. You know, they're not trying to, when the waiter comes back, trying to get you to get dessert, it's not because he cares about you and he thinks something's really delicious. They just want to make more money. And that's so oh. obvious in certain... Mike, you didn't know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the cheesecake. No, me too. <laughs> so, you know, people can tell when it's just a sell for the point of selling. If you go in yeah. and what we do really does help people. And they don't understand what we do either. So helping and like maybe a slightly less important one is educating. So if you can educate in a way that does not intimidate them. So if you have a conversation with somebody, this is sort of what I was trying to weasel my way to is like, if you get in a conversation with somebody, stop telling them what you do and start asking them what they, what their business goals are. Don't ask them what they need because they'll say something that isn't real. Like they don't know what they need. They know they quote, need a website or need a new website or whatever. They don't know really what that means. So if you can just talk to them about what their goals are for their business, are you trying to get more subscribers to your newsletter? Are you trying to sell things online? Are you trying to get more foot traffic into your business? Are you trying to get the phone to ring? Like there's only a short list of things that they really are probably trying to do. And that's the majority of it right there. Just start asking them those questions and say, then say like, okay, now what do you already have in place? How are you doing that so far? What if, that's my favorite sales question. 
what if you did something like this? Does that sound like something that would be a fit for you? You know, you just talk to them like that. And then if they respond, then just respond back and say like, okay, I see what that point is. Maybe this would be a good fit. What if we did this instead? You know, you just sort of talk them through the solutions. And the next thing you know, you've already written your proposal for them and they've agreed to it in the conversation. So all you have to do is write it up and send it to them. And again, bring in the money, you know, early on too. Don't waste your time, like Mike said. But that's my favorite sales tip. And sometimes you might be speaking to somebody that's uh, ringing you on behalf of their boss. And that's also a difficult situation because you then, they'll they'll send you questions. They won't know anything. And you say, well, you know, it's great talking to you, but can I set up a meeting with your boss? Because you've got to speak to the person that holds the purse strings is going to make the final decisions. Um, Yeah. And design and the other part that the other thing that's really easy to fall down on is the whole committee situation where <laughs> you end up talking to a committee of people. That's Just back that's out. Really <laughs> well, I've, I've done it a few times now. I've done a, like, I've done presentations. I've done, um, I've, I've had committees. In fact, I was told there was two people and there were seven on the call. <laughs> and you see all these people coming into the room and you think, okay, here we go. <laughs> Uh, but I think mm. like Sarah was saying earlier, as long as you're confident about what you do, it doesn't matter that there's seven, there could be 15 in the room. It just depends on obviously who's the person that you're going to be speaking to throughout the project. And if you start to get the feeling that the whole design by committee is going to be, oh, well, David really liked the yellow, but I thought that the, the orange would be far better. Mm-hmm. So oh, we're having a bit of a think about it at the moment. And then you get somebody else chime in and, and then last minute, something else needs to change. And so, there's your part of your red flags early on mm-hmm. in, in in the whole process yeah. as well, which which may also make you think about the price you're going to um, commit yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of, we do have a episode, a previous episode on red flags. I can't remember the number. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. And we do have a few previous episodes on pricing um, yeah. in the archives. You guys, we did um, we did one in 2019 um, that was different types of pricing. And then we did one in 2020 on how to price your services. If you guys are interested in hearing more about this, because it is always a hot topic. If you'd like to hear more uh, topics about pricing, let us know. We're happy to talk about it, but we tend to um, be reluctant to do topics that we've done not that long ago to do repeats of them. So let us know if that's something that would be interesting. Because I saw somebody comment about it, like, oh, the budget stuff. Here we go. You know, like talking about all that. Those are always, um, you know, interesting to sort of debate and things. When it I wanted to go to... back to what you said, Steph, um, just when you're talking okay. about educating, I think just to kind of like elaborate a little bit further, I've found often when I meet with clients, one good approach can be not always talking about as if you're going to do it. So often what I'll talk to clients about is, like you say about like what do they need or what are their business goals and like brainstorming ideas but also educating them on bits and pieces so if you know that they're talking around to a few different companies I've found a really good technique is to kind of talk as in well when you're talking to other people make sure that you check whether they're going to be looking at these particular things that is good or if they're thinking oh I might build it myself or I might get you to do it like being able to kind of say 
Well, if you go to do that, like it might even be worth you just ha- spending an hour with me to like learn a few bits and pieces that would help you or being, and maybe you don't sell them on a whole website, but you sell them on like a couple of hours worth of your time and you're going to invest in them and them knowing how to do something or just being able to say, like if they're, I often meet with people who are talking to agencies, which are very expensive versus mm-hmm. me. And they're trying to weigh up, like, is it, like is it a gamble going with like a smaller group versus going with a big agency and often I'll just talk through some of the things that I know agencies you know might skimp on um, or want to charge extra for and so being able to say you know make sure that you include this bit as a part of what you're looking for and it just I think as a part of educating them that these things are important these things are not important so don't let them sell you on this stuff this stuff is really important. That often is a really good sales tool. And they end up feeling like I'm kind of saying to them, I'm not going to charge you for the crap you don't need, but I am going to charge you fairly. And I am Mm -hmm. going to not be cheap. So don't expect me to just like do it for 500 bucks, but equally, I'm not going to make you do this stuff because you don't need it. And don't let anybody else charge you for that. I often find people find that very appealing and, you know, and it ends up being a good sales tactic. That AirPod just jump out of your ear? Yeah, I have like this my stupid ears that do not (laughs) contain. You gotta get the other little tips on them. It is, it is. Look, it's that one. Might need the other. I know. I just have odd ears that do not like. So what Sarah's talking about there, the story that she just told, broken down, is she's helping, educating, Mm -hmm. and establishing her expertise all while not seeming desperate. That's all like, those are all huge, powerful things. And by saying like, by even if you are, are desperate to get that job, pretend like you're not, (laughs) pretend like you are not and act confident. Even if you don't feel confident, act confident, say like, well, when you go to that other person, just make sure they're not going to do this or that, you know, that gives you such an air of, being trustworthy uh, because you're trying to help them even if they go to another person like who does that and it makes them relax about the fact that of course we know you're looking around like I know I'm not the only person you have called Mm -hmm. I'm not stupid and I'm okay with that and if you choose to go down some avenue that's fine like that's just business and I'm okay with that like that can give people a lot of confidence that you know Going back, to those, going back to those calls that you get, you know, the, the, the first call that you get from particular client. Um, I had one last year and after sort of literally about 30 seconds, I realized that this, um, this guy didn't have, he didn't even have a business. So it was, it was kind of like what he was doing was he was, um, he wanted to sit down with me and because we offer, you know, the, the, the free consultation, he wanted to sit down with me and basically pick my brains for two hours. And I've had people like that before where you just yeah. get that, you get that I'm going to pick your brains for two hours. Cause I'm going to go and do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, again, as a web designer, as somebody's enthusiastic, you, you know, you might find yourself just helping, but actually over helping to the point where you're giving, yeah. you've got to have a limit to away. that. You have a limit. Give away, give away the what, not the how Mike. That's always my thing. Yeah, it is. Tell them what they should do, but don't give away all the secrets. Yeah, absolutely. And what ends up happening with this, with this particular, um, do not give two hours. Goodness. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, uh, it, it's it it can happen. Um, it just depends on um, how uh, what type of person they are. Mike Devitt, last... nicest guy in web development, right here. Uh, no, no, no. I, I I'll tell you a story last year because uh, we actually um, spent um, more hours than that going with a particular client. I won't tell you how many, uh, but it was it was a few more than two. Okay. Um, uh, because there were repeat calls, there were repeat questions. Um, they were leaving their own place of work and starting up with their own business and they needed reassurance. So they were going to be spending quite a bit of money. Um, so for me, it was worth the time. It was worth the investment. We got them over the line. But when even when you get somebody over the line, until you've got that deposit in your hand, that's the over the line bit. Right. It's you, so somebody said, he rang me and he said, yeah, we're committed. We're ready to go. We want to get started. I said, right, I'll send you the, um, what you need to buy the hosting and, um, and for the deposit, if you could get that to me. And, and I sat there and I thought, okay, got all these ideas. Yeah, we could do this. We could do that. Very tempted to start. Don't start until the money's in the <laughs> It's really easy to do it. But you do, you start to discuss it. You just You've got to discuss close the deal. Close <laughs> That's the what deal. we're talking about, yeah. Two weeks later, we still hadn't received a deposit. Ugh. And then I received a phone call on the Monday saying that they decided that because of the pandemic and they were Are worried about their jobs, that they weren't going to do it. And, oh. it, you know, there was, not, there was absolutely nothing you can say at that point apart from, nope. okay, that's a decision you've made. Um, and you hope that when the pandemic's over yeah. and they decide to go and do it they again, remember. Hopefully they remember your you. kindness. Yeah. All, those, all <laughs> yeah. those hours that you spent. I think a limit, as Sarah was saying, put a limit on it. So just say to yourself, okay, this is enough now. This person's either going to commit to this yeah. and you have to find a nice friendly way of saying, this is this is a time for you now to commit to this or um, go and find somebody that. Um, I think um, a nice way of being able to do that is you could get to a certain point and if you feel like okay it's going too far now, like you know, <laughs> you you could say to them, look, we're happy to spend time with you as a part of the project, and what we need you to do now is actually commit to working with us. And if you commit to working with us and put in your deposit payment, we can build in. Like, and maybe you build them particularly a bigger buffer. Like I build in four hours of client time. Maybe for them, they need a bit more and you charge a little bit more, but you build in 20 hours of client time or whatever it is. Um, or you say to them, look, it's time for you to do that. But if you're not ready yet, that's okay. But I am going to need to charge for my time moving forward. So if mm -hmm. you still want to spend a couple of hours just researching, working out if we're the right fit for you, that's totally fine. But you are, you're going to need to pay for my time. So you can pay my hourly rate um, for however much time you would like to spend with me, just brainstorming stuff, working through ideas. Then you, at the end of that, you can choose to work with us or you can choose not to work with us. And that's totally fine. Um, but... I've spent enough free time and from now you're going to need to pay for that time. I think people, you know, there's plenty, I've got friends who um, built an extension on their house, for example, and they were willing to spend money with an architect to get some ideas before they even like went for it. Like people are willing to spend a little bit of money if they really need that reassurance they're going to be willing to invest a little bit of money. And you could even do it in a way which some people do, which is, 
look, we spend an hour together now or two hours together now, whatever it is. If you want to spend another three or four hours, we can do that. I'm going to charge you for that time. You're going to need to pay up front for that time. But then when we actually lock it in, I will take that money off the, the end quote or whatever it is. So the, if they lock it in, they get that money back. So that John would be suggested another way of going that. around it. John Williams said something about that in the group, oh, cool. uh, in the live chat too, about his was a slightly different scenario, but basically just, um, yeah, crediting them back. I, yeah, I don't personally believe in crediting them back all that money. <laughs> like maybe do half back. I yeah, don't but know. you like, can just really build it into the quote. Like when you, you can, yeah. when you quote them, you just like buff it up a build little bit in. to acknowledge the fact that they, you know, it's more a sales tactic of being able to help them feel reassured that they're going to spend some money. Now you're not out of pocket if they choose not to go with you, but if they do choose to go with you, you just build that into the cost. Mm -hmm. That is, that's perfect. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about confidence, having confidence in sales, because I think there's a lot of things we could teach scripts. We can teach you about portfolios. We could teach all these different things, but when it comes to confidence, that's the toughest part to teach. And I think uh, we sort of have alluded to it a little bit by saying fake it till you make it kind of, I mean, you can't, you really can pretend to be confident and that isn't always, it doesn't always work, you know, but you can. The one thing that, that I have seen, I've had so many people come and like talk to me and get pep talks and things like that for different projects that they're trying to do, or what should I charge for? What should I do? And uh, what I have found is that no matter where you're at in your business, that can hit you. You know, you can hit those moments of lack of confidence and being insecure about your abilities, whether it's because of the price tag or because of the scope or because of the type of person you're working for, whatever it is, you know, we all have our different personality types. But um, one thing that I really think for starters helps is talking it out with somebody, somebody that, you know, like we are so caught in our little bubbles working at home alone that, you know, we, we don't have that much interaction and we tend to think like what's in our own mind is all there is. And so some, and we, and we aren't always our biggest fan or best friend. So if you have somebody that you trust, if you're in some good Facebook groups or have some colleagues that understand the industry too, I'm not saying like call your mom and have her tell you how awesome you are. Cause she's probably <laughs> right, but like go to somebody who understands the industry. I'm, I yeah. decided I'm going to start a little, uh, free pep talk thing in my Facebook groups. If you need a pep talk, you want to talk about a project you're going to do come in to focus on your biz. And we're going to start, we're going to start helping each other because I had um, even uh, Tom, I think I've talked this, told this story uh, a couple of weeks ago, but Tom came to me asking about, he was like, can I ask your advice on something, which he never does. He's been doing his stuff a long time. And he said, what would you, I had this client that this, it was a sort of a weird situation. And he came saying like, should I charge this much or less? And by the time we got off the phone, he was charging higher than the original amount. He called me an hour later and was like, she didn't even flinch at that number. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, like I told you. So sometimes <laughs> even if we do have the expertise, you just need yeah. to have a little pep talk. And that's, that's, that's such a simple and easy thing that a friend would do for you you know, for free. Yeah. Like, like the we've question had that mark in our at little... the end of the sentence, isn't it? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, right, exactly. a- alongside like talking it out, I think talking out is really helpful. Like just to think through, you know, you, the way you're thinking to make sure that you're kind of in the right frame of mind. I think there's something about being prepared where you spend mm-hmm. some time beforehand really 
thinking stuff through so that you're not kind of in the moment, like trying to figure it out. But I think there's also something about saying it out loud and practicing Mm. things out loud, whether you practice it to a person or to a mirror or just in a room by yourself. I used to do a bit of public speaking. And what I found was when I practiced in my head, it was really different that then when it came out loud, it often didn't go as well. But if I had practiced, even in a room by myself, like not even against a mirror, just like in a room, saying the words out loud, it was like my brain processed it in a different way. So that then when I went I to actually do it, I felt more confident. I felt like, yeah, I know this stuff. Like I know how to say it. And it also helps you get those little jitters kind of out practicing out loud. So being able to practice saying to people, I don't, I don't do websites for less than whatever, or my basic price for a five page website is this. And being able to say that confidently, because I think that is the one that's really hard when you're starting is just getting that sentence out of saying our base price is whatever for that. Mm -hmm. You get this. Is that the kind of amount that you think you can work with? And if they say no, then practice saying, okay, no worries. Like we could look at maybe just going for a three-page website for now, or maybe we could pull out a little bit of the functionality and add it in later. But practicing out loud, whether it's to a person or to a wall or to a mirror, I don't care. But there's something about getting it out loud that can give you the confidence that then when you go to do it, it's almost like I've done this before. Like I know how to do this. It may Also help. having, I think that's an, Excellent tip. I this also week's think tip of the week. That was tip of the week, you guys. <laughs> there it is. I also think um, sometimes if your lack of confidence is coming from your abilities, be cautious in what you commit to. I mean, we're, we're web geeks. We like to figure stuff out and we know what's mm-hmm. possible, even if we don't necessarily know how to do it. So yeah. we might overcommit on our projects. Like we, we all have done it. Let's be honest. Yeah. And that's like one of the best ways to learn because you have terror motivating you to solve it. Right. Cause you've already committed to it and someone has paid you for it. So, uh, when you, if you don't have the con, like if you are nervous about your skill set again, with having a support system or having somebody that you can fall back on, you know, the Facebook groups are great for going and getting help, but it was, I had an interesting conversation with one of our focus clients who's using our like on-demand development stuff. And she was asking me about her, like, Oh, could, could I tell them this? Or could I sell it for this much? And I was like, absolutely. You can do this. And she's like, but I'm just so new. I don't, I don't feel like they would pay. I don't think I'm worth that. And I said, listen, you're, it's not even you doing it. It's these guys doing it. They've been doing it for years. And she was like, Oh my God. And she sat up straighter in her chair. Like physically it affected her to like, like it made her physically have more confidence and it changed her body position. She sat up and realized like, oh yeah, I'm selling someone else, even though she was still going to run the project and all of that. But sometimes to have like somebody that you can outsource to, or somebody that you can go to for trusted advice, those kind of elements can help too. If that's the, if that's the issue. Or even just knowing that there are websites around to help you with stuff. Like Mm -hmm. when I was new and I didn't really know what I was doing and I met with clients and they'd be like, oh, I need this whatever functionality. And I'm thinking, I don't have a clue how to do that functionality. Mm -hmm. If you're not talking money in that moment, then you can pretty confidently be able to say, yeah, we can totally do that because Mm -hmm. all you need to know in that moment is I can find a tutorial that will help me know how to do that. 
or I can right. go to the Facebook groups or I can even outsource it if I need to. And it may be that when you're new, and this was certainly the case for me, I spent hours and hours learning how to do things that I never knew how to do. But when I talked to the client, I just said, yep, no worries, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And then I spent the hours and hours and hours. And of course, I spent more hours than I probably need to spend on it. But you got to learn somewhere, right? And part yep. of your extra hours is about investing in yourself and your skills so that you can sell that to someone else in the future. But being able to remind yourself, I don't need to know how to do it right this second. I just need to not give them a price right this second. So you could say to them, yeah, I can, we can definitely do that. Let me go back and just do some figures, work out the amount of hours that that's going to require. And I'll get back to you with how much that particular element is going to cost. So you don't have to make some ballpark up at that moment and think, you know, you charge them 500 for something you should have charged them 7,000 for. You don't have to do that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But what you can do is say to them, or even with other stuff, like feel okay with saying to people, I don't know how we'll approach that yet, but let me go and do some research and I'll get back to you. I think it's a great idea. We could definitely go down that avenue, but let me go and have a look at a few plugins that we might want to consider. Some of them have annual costs, some don't. I'll go and do some research and I'll get back to you. I think it's okay to not know the answers all the time. And I think there is some confidence in a client when you can say to them, I'm not sure about that one, but I'll get back to you. If you get back to them, say within a day or two, then they are going to feel the confidence that you didn't lie to them. You didn't pretend to them, but you gave them the information they needed in a timely fashion, but you didn't try and pretend in the moment. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's okay too. Great way to It just jumped out again. (laughs) (laughs) It's my ears. Funny. Uh, yeah. I think that that is another great tip um, and, and super true. Again, if you had somebody that you asked a complicated technical question to and they were BSing you, yeah, even if they were a good you BSer, know. like sometimes you can still see through it. So to, know. To, to be able to say like, let me research that a little bit. I know there's a couple options. That's always a great way too. Like there's more yeah. than one way you can do it. So let I want to work out the that. best solution for you. Like we've right. got a few that we could go down. But um, I, I want to make sure we pick the right one for you. We're getting sold. good feedback in the chat. Miro's writing notes and John said he's enjoying it. We're glad you guys are. Um, so something else I want to talk about. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mike Killen. He does yes. um, funnel building and he, he teaches like how to sell funnels and things like that, which isn't building websites necessarily, but gosh, his sales techniques and tips are so good. I got to meet him a couple years ago in a conference and I started following up him after that. And so he, he and I like, uh, I just think he's so brilliant. And one of the things that he talks about in his, um, techniques, I wanted to mention here, because even if you do all of these things, right, you will still potentially get objections and you might still have people say no or complain or say like, Oh, that's too expensive or something like that. And the thing that Mike teaches is that that doesn't put, that's not hitting the brakes. Like just keep going, like just keep talking to them. And he said, like, everything's expensive. You wouldn't just bought a house, Sarah. I bet you it was expensive. Did you say like, really geez, this costs expensive. a lot of money. Does Right. And you still bought it. Yeah. Same I thing did. With and I car. went to an auction and it was very, very scary yeah. listing a price that I was willing to pay for it and feeling like, 
all my friends are going to think I'm an idiot because I spent too much money on this house, but I felt like I'd researched and it was worth that much money. That was really scary. Like good for you actually spending money on a house. But I think there's well, a point to that, right? Of but, like, if someone's going to spend money on a website, they might be scared. Like, yeah. am I spending too much on it? Like, mm-hmm. is it okay to spend that much money? Maybe I should go with the cheap guy over there because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's only charging yeah. like a thousand and I'm going to pay five with this person. Oh, I don't know. So the trick That's that scary. Mike Killen teaches is one of my favorite tricks of his. He says, when someone says, wow, that's really expensive. He says, yeah, I know. And if you just sign right here, we can get started tomorrow. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? It's so it brilliant. It's like, yes, I know it's expensive because it's worth it is implied, right? When yeah. you agree yeah. with them, you're like, because it's worth it. And so you imply it. And he's like, and if well, you just sign here, okay we'll get started even- tomorrow. You can even say that. Like, you don't even have to have the second part of it. You can say, yeah, it is expensive. I no, know no, I, it's You don't say investment. the second part. You don't say the second part. It's like when you say that, though, when you agree with them, it's like the second part is implied. You know, no, like the we can start tomorrow. Like, I don't think you need yeah, to. Well, whatever. I think yeah, that's you know, almost that's... a little bit. Mm, in Australia, I don't know yeah, if that you've got to be careful. Go so well. But I I'm think just, that's just his thing, though. Yeah. I just think that's. I love that approach. you could say, yes, it is expensive. Um, and it's worth it or yeah. yes, it is expensive and there are cheaper options around and you're very welcome to go with those. Oof, but we, I wouldn't say that. I, we are off. I say that all the time, honestly, all the time. It is a sales really? tactic I use. Yes. Because I'm happy to be very upfront to say there are other options around and you are welcome to take those options. There's cheap options. There's expensive options. We think that we are providing a really good value for that money. And we know it's expensive and it's a big investment and it's completely your choice. We're here if you want to use us. It's a good sales tactic. She is good, you guys, isn't she? She is. She is. I'm going to back up what you just said, Stephanie, about... um, Back that thing up, Mike. I'm going to back (laughs) it up now. Did you see that post on the admin bar uh, community the other day um, listing out the reasons that they should come to you? And knowledge, experience, custom skills, tools, time to plan, professionalism, work ethic, excellence, discipline, commitment, integrity, licenses, uh, because they obviously they get those as well within the package, Uh liabilities and insurance. So all of those things make up the reason for the pricing that you are putting together for them. And it also, that should all go to your confidence. There was also a post, I might've been in that same group. It might've been a different one about like, if someone says like, oh, why does this, uh, I want to buy this table. And they're like, well, it costs $5,000. Like $5,000 for this table. I'll just make it myself. Can you show me how? Okay, sure. That (laughs) I'll just charge you you know, $250 to teach you how to do it. Okay. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to need to go get all this lumber. And by the way, you need this kind of table saw and that kind of tool and these kind of all these different things. And we're going to start at six in the morning. We'll meet over at the Home Depot, uh, you know, the lumber yard. And it's like, well, why so early? It's like, well, because you have a full-time job too, don't you? We got to get started early because you can't take, (laughs) oh, well, if you don't want to start that early, we can just, you can take two days off work. We can do it. So then it gets like, it goes through all this whole, you know, the whole exercise, right? So the guy's like, oh, I guess that really is worth that much money because, you know, he, all the education and the tools and all that stuff that go into it. 
And so none of this should really be about pricing in this particular context. We can shift all of these things we're saying to make you choose prices. But what we're talking about right now is that you should have confidence that you have a skill set that the person who's coming to you doesn't have. So even if you might think you don't have the same skill set, like if you still want to work on your skill set or, you know, you should, but that should never stop. You should always be shooting to improve and things like that. So you need to be able to understand that you at least have more knowledge on building websites Mm -hmm. than this person sitting in front of you. (laughs) So you should be able to- And even if you don't have the skill set, you know where to find the skill set if you need it. Like they're not even going to know where to find the information of how to do the thing. You're a million steps ahead of them. Plus, you know where to find the next million steps. You're awesome. Gosh darn it, people like you. (laughs) Plus there's the learning learning from the actual um, conversation that you're having with somebody as well that you're feeding back into into perhaps changing your website. You may find that as you're having the conversation, so did you, did you prefer a package on, on the website that you found? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Was there any, was there anything, was there a feature that you perhaps thought should have been there that, um, that would have helped you? Oh, I didn't realize that you did such and such. Make sure that feeds back into your process, goes back into your website so that you update your website to let people know that actually that's really that is something one. that you do do. It's really easy to miss. Mm-hmm. And it's really good that when you use, um, software like Hotjar, for example, where you see people clicking on something on your website and you think, what are they clicking on that for? And mm-hmm. it's very it's very informative and very helpful to help you um, through the sale as well, because then you're seeing what people are, are looking for. That is really good. Another thing I learned a tip that this is a slightly off topic, but what you said reminded me of it, where it was like, um, if you if people leave you reviews, or if they leave your competitors reviews, note the words that they use, like note the things that they say stood out, like, oh, they were right on time. They sent me emails, all that, like they communicated me when this way, whatever it is, uh, or, oh, the website was really fast, whatever their things that they use, like, remember like, oh, okay, that's important to clients. Oh my gosh, you guys, I did not realize how late it was. Those intros (laughs) did take like 25 minutes in my defense. What with all all the sound effects. (laughs) All the horns. Just to be chaos for the first 15 the minutes. The digital Buddha really yeah. knows how to liven a room up. All right. Well, sorry, we're, we're going to have to sort of stop abruptly. I'm, a, I'm afraid to say Sarah's got to get rolling and it is it is past the hour here, which uh, you keep trying not to do, although it happens more often than I'd like. But this has been a great topic. Please leave a comment wherever you're listening. Let us know if you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more about this topic, if you'd like to hear something about pricing or whatever else is on your mind that we can help you do better in your business, we're here for you guys. As always, if you could, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi Chat and leave us a little review. Show us a little five-star love, if you would. And we will be back next week with a very special guest, Miss Kate Toon. Sarah's fellow Aussie is coming uh, to talk to us about some SEO tips, which is going to be a really good time. She's a funny lady and very knowledgeable. So don't miss that one. All right. That's it for us, you guys. We will see you next week. See you next week, everyone.